believe it. I have been sitting on this episode for three months now, and I just got around to edit it, and I want to apologize immensely to Autumn, Sarah, and Adam for not releasing this just yet. But finally, I've got it done. I've been busy with some other podcast ideas, and eventually they will come out. And the trailer and the teaser will be releasing soon. But until then, here we go. You're listening to the Sleep Nation Station podcast right here, right now. We're back with the same guest that we've had, but that's okay. Because she's got a whole new trick up her sleeve. She's got two new people that she brought with us. Everyone say hi again to Autumn. Hey, it's so great to be here. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming back and, and this new idea that you got going on and, and to let everyone know what's going on this weekend. So I mentioned it on the last episode that I was on, but basically I host the songwriting retreats every season with a, one of my good friends, Caitlin Russell, and we went on our fourth one. And this one was in LJ, Georgia. And basically we took a dozen incredible writers, artists, and producers up to the mountains and we wrote great songs in a cabin all weekend. We were up there for about 36 hours and we ended up cranking out 31 songs. Basically we head up on a Friday afternoon and then we stay until Sunday morning. And in the meantime, we just write songs all day, all night almost. And then uh, on Saturday night, we host a co-write competition. And I was lucky enough to invite two of my best friends there, uh, that being Sarah Underwood and Adam Stecker. Sarah is an absolute, as you mentioned, she's an absolutely incredible pop and country pure writer. And then Adam's a fabulous producer. He works mainly in pop and R&B and really kills it. So it was just amazing to have such diverse talents on the retreat. And we honestly just had a hilarious time. That's what you want. I mean, I don't. How did y'all? How did y'all crank out thirty-one songs? It, it takes me like a whole year to get maybe you know a couple songs done. That's amazing. Cups of coffee and forgetting to eat. <laughs> That's my problem is is for forgetting to eat because I I don't let a I don't let a meal skip. No, but it was uh, we just kind of met each other the first night, and how we were going to be friends on the retreat was just sitting down and starting to write songs. Yeah. So we really just broke out right away. I mean, some some people started right away on Friday night writing songs together after we all sort of showed off um, our own stuff so everyone could get a feel for our strengths and what we do. And then woke up right away Saturday morning and broke off between the 12 of us, broke into different groups. Um, so there were maybe four songs being written at the same time. And then that just kept multiplying as we kept writing throughout the day. Did anyone bring any like kind of like some notes or, or you know, stuff they had already kind of pre-existing? Or was it all just fresh material that happened that weekend? Definitely there was some, well, for the co-writing championship, it had to all be fresh material. So everything for that was brand new on the spot. But I think the... Men to gods, that that group. Um, yeah, um, do you want to tell them about that? Yeah. So every write I was a part of was like a fresh thing uh, that somebody was just like, let's do this. And uh, the first write we did was a, a five-person write, just getting to know each other. And then I did a soul write. But then at the end of the night, I got with this uh, group of guys and we were chatting around the table downstairs because I had set up there and uh, they kept me in the basement for like 36 hours to <laughs> produce tracks. And uh, these guys were like, hey, 
let's start a boy band. And also it should just be really commercial post Malone boy band stuff. And we're like, okay, well, what would that sound like? So I start building these drums and they start uh, building these great harmonies. And uh, our friend pulled out a chorus and we got super excited, but we didn't tell anybody in the house that it was happening. And the writing, we started the writing and everybody wrote their own verses. And it was one of the most organic and just fun experiences. And anytime anybody else came downstairs, we would turn it off and act like we weren't doing anything else. And then we did an in sync style performance to the rest of the house. And it was, and they're just good friends now. That's awesome. So, so you guys just that, that happened. Was that the first night? Mm, that was uh, the second night right before the co-write competition. Uh, Cause we just had the time. I think everybody had written the songs they wanted to do or met, gotten to flex the muscles they were looking to flex. And, we just kind of laid back and got a really fun song out of it. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great to hear. That's awesome that, uh, you know, people from all different walks of life and just everybody coming together and kind of coming up with something fun and, and poppy. And, and, you know, you can't deny the, uh, the power that is boy bands. You just can't. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I wish more people would form them, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, wait. And you have to tell them how the name came about. Um, is uh, somebody who was like, you're boys to men. And it got really quiet. And someone just went, they're more like men to gods. And we just all laughed. <laughs> and now the name's stuck. Um, it's fun. I had never written with, I think, I had only written with uh, you, Autumn, and a couple other people. I didn't know Sarah going into this, but now we're friends yeah. just because I got to hang out and hear the words she needed to say. Oh. Yeah, that was another like highlight of the trip was that I only knew the hosts going into it, really. Um, And so I got to meet a ton of new artists and writers that I'd never met before, never written with before. And now after spending that kind of time together, it's just like your instant family. So now I've got a whole new crew. And uh, Sarah, this is your story as well. Um, But from my perspective, just as a pure producer, um, I get to watch a lot of writers meet and communicate and I have to try to be the crow's nest for a bunch of captains of a ship they've never been on before. If that metaphor flies, um, and learning people's ways of communicating and, uh, building as creatives is way easier than you would think it is first meeting them. In fact, I think it's easier than people you've been introduced to. It's a wonderful experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. So I, I'm not trying to single anyone out, but I will say this. I have one question uh, because I, I did listen to the both songs that were sent and uh, I enjoyed both of them. Sarah, are you a Kate Bush fan? And I might be showing my age, but do you know who Kate Bush is? I'm so embarrassed because I do not oh. know. Well, but I, also I, saw some, I heard some similarities in your in your song. I definitely dug it. It was very cool. I'm going to add it to my I really hope it's on Apple Music because that's all I got. But I'm going to yeah. add that that jam to to definitely one of my playlists because that was that was pretty slick. And it, it, it I know you've never heard of Kate Bush, but if you haven't, you should go check her out because I do. Yeah, she was really kind of alternative pop in the 80s, and yeah, it, it was. It's just go check it out. But I heard a little bit of that in there, and also, of course, like some new stuff. But that that was a really fresh song. How did that come about? 
That was a project where I was in the room with a, an artist and a producer, and we were writing for the artist. She knew that she wanted to put some material out and that we were going to be writing for that. So I think we wrote it. That one was released almost a year ago. And so I'm trying to go back and remember how exactly we came up with the idea. But we really were just very detail-oriented about what we wanted every single word to be. Um, that's kind of my thing is I need to make sure that every word is perfect. And as a lyricist and top liner, that's really important to me. And then they knocked out some crazy great melodies and harmonies. And um, the production is fantastic, as you can hear. And she has an awesome voice. So... It all just came together and she did some great, um, like a great release for it and promotion and songs doing really well. So. All right. Awesome. Thanks. Uh, I, I just, it's definitely a, a really, I don't know. It just got a different kind of flavor to it. And I, I definitely dug it and I'm glad it had a good story to go behind it. You know, that you guys, uh, spent some time in there and, and got a quality song coming out of that uh, collaboration there. Yeah, thank you. And that's exactly what y'all are doing. Uh, well, I guess this was this past weekend that you yes. guys went on the tree? Okay. Yeah, we left uh, the Friday afternoon, got there Friday night, and left Saturday morning. Sunday morning. Sunday morning. I don't know what day it is anymore. <laughs> Because of the retreat. But Sunday morning was mostly, all right, let's clean everything up, pack up, and make sure everyone gets out of there. So Don't leave anyone behind but Dusty. Oh, somebody Dusty. somebody was left behind? No. no oh. we, they made a dog friend. Um, there was a, a dog from, like, I guess a neighboring cabin or something uh, that was just there. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what to do with him, so I didn't say hi, but others did. I also was a little, I love dogs, but I was a little hesitant to say, to get too close to this one. But it was given a name. His name is Dusty, and he just kind of wandered around. So we left him behind. We left him there. Did anyone write a song about Dusty? Yes. Uh, One group did. I can't remember. Two? Two groups did. Yeah, they did. Michael Keyes, Brandon Whitley, and Jake Politti wrote You're My Amen. And the first line of the song was Are You a Sign from Heaven? And it was about the dog. And then they ended up writing another song with the uh, reference to the dog in the second verse. And that was um, a song with Eric Batima and Brandon Whitley. That's called Why Now. I and, know that yeah, song. It's called Why Now. Yep. We need more songs about animals. Amen. I don't think there's enough songs in the world about animals. Am I wrong? Can you? If like if the movie Marley and Me was encapsulated into a singular song about a dog, there we go. <laughs> Very good. If that one song could just like bring people to tears because they're imag- like hearing about the life of this golden retriever, I think it'd be a hit. Would you incorporate the prequel for Marley and Me? I am not familiar with the prequel. You don't need to be. It's a bad <laughs> movie. I just wanted to know. Oh, okay. <laughs> but. <clears throat> I didn't even know they had a prequel to that movie. There are so many movies about dogs people don't know about. It's it's ridiculous. I don't know. 
I mean, nothing can really top uh, Milo and Otis. I mean, that that's a classic. Y'all probably don't even know what I'm talking about. I yes, do. We do. Okay. Yes. Okay. This is great, but I'm a big. I loved Homeward Bound. Homeward oh yes, Bound. boom. Shiloh. Um, there are 16 Airbud movies. All of the Air movies. <laughs> um. Anyway, I have those. <laughs> the you know, like Hollywood has definitely um, found the the niche in in animal movies, but music is I, I can't. I'm trying to rack my brain of like some popular songs about animals, and I'm so I'll blanking. name the dogs by Blake Shelton. Oh, oh. He, he's got a couple then because I'll name the dogs. God's then, Country. Oh, Old okay. Red. That's Old right. Red. That's yeah. Cute. That's where yeah. I was going. And there's Panda by Designer. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> oh um, uh, Anaconda, Nicki Minaj. Hate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Does that really count? <laughs> Anacondas are animals. <laughs> no, I'm less. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, right, right. I think the next uh, the next episode should be um, like the top twenty songs about animals, actually about animals, not metaphors. I think we should have to write some for that. <laughs> Probably so because yeah. I don't think there's enough. I have the tiger survivor. Oh, there we go! Boom! That was a good one. That's probably number one. Yeah. I mean, who's gonna argue with that? Cuda by heart. Oh, dad gummit. Okay, that's yeah. yeah, that's better than Eye of the Tiger. Ooh, I don't know about that. What? I don't know. <laughs> really? Baby shark. Oh. Get out of here. The okay, best. this conversation's over. The podcast, you ended the podcast after that. You and I can talk, it'll be fine. Okay. Okay, good. So, Adam, what is the best way or like what is your method of producing? Are you a um, Steve Albini where you step away and let the artist work? Or are you kind of, do you like to be hands-on? What's your methods? Anybody who's worked with me may give you a different answer. I'd like to think I'm somewhere in between uh, because my job as a producer is to make sure your vision comes to life. Regardless of what I want to do with it, I want to see the song and see what you want to do with it and make sure that that gets done as best as possible. Great answer. I mean, I've, I've always, you know, I you guess know, the, whenever we uh, worked with a, a producer, he was kind of that way. And I really enjoyed, you know, like sometimes you got to have a little little help. I, I, I would be afraid to work with somebody that was like so standoffish and just let us, you know, be to our own devices. I'm not really sure about that, but um, I've never, I, I haven't had experience with that doing super well. I truthfully think that if you get to know who you're working with, you can make the song happen in the best way possible. Um, both of you have uh, worked with me. I think a producer's gig should be to inject only a small amount of themselves so that a flavor comes out but you guys are the meal. Like that's what you're here to eat. This is just like a bit of the spices on top of it. And then it gets sent out. That's an excellent metaphor. Yeah. I love that imagery. You should be a lyricist boy. No, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think production has gone to a place where 
it can be a lot of different things. Um, but I think that is the primary goal and I'll leave it there. There's also a lot of producers in Nashville, at least who try to inject themselves into the process more than they should be. And it's hard because sometimes you have too many people in the room. So you have to make sure you're in the right place. You know, I mean, if you have an artist in the room and a melodist in the room and a lyricist in the room and a producer in the room and the producer's trying to be a producer and a lyricist and the melodist and the artist, then it's going to be really hard to write a phenomenal song. And I think Adam's really good at getting out of the way. And that might sound like Adam's really good at not doing anything. Not at all. <laughs> Adam's good at knowing what he doesn't need to do and filling in the gaps that people don't even know are there. Yeah. Yeah, they're hired to write the song. I'm just there to help facilitate and to play piano. Oh, my goodness. And he does such a phenomenal job. Our first song that we were writing on Saturday morning um, disappeared. So we had we had the track and we're writing to it. And then all, it just crashed and burned and died. It just went away? Yeah. Didn't know what <laughs> happened? I was very sad. He was very sad, but it literally took him like less than 10 minutes to have it like all up and back again. Like just so fast, so ready and helpful and it was very very impressive you saved the day you're you're the uh producer superman yes i try to be yes i can't believe i just used uh a a metaphor for superman because i'm actually a a humongous batman fan but that's same my god here nor there that's absolutely i should be ashamed uh, of myself that's fine we'll overlook it uh, thank um, you. I think I'm going to delete it out of there. <laughs> he's the he's the producer Batman. That's what I said. <laughs> For some reason, am, that doesn't work as you know as well. I don't know. Cause it doesn't you, have the same thing to it. But I'm here to workshop it. Yeah, producer Batman. It just sounds a little dark. I don't know. <laughs> just a dad. And and you might need to, you know, put some gravel in your voice a little bit if you're going to be producer Batman. Yeah, you have to do the Batman voice. Wait, say something producery. Yeah. The pre-chorus needs to come in a bit sooner, but that's just me. Oh. <laughs> 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 Listen, man. Um, it's so fun to arrange with people like these two and the people that go on their retreats, not only because they're super sharp, uh, but just listening to the conversations that take place during a write, I feel thankful to be a part of because it's fun. You get to be like a fly on the wall for a lot of stuff that you normally wouldn't be. Yeah, it gets personal. Stuff gets personal on writes. Um, but the fun thing about the retreats and being a producer, it's like uh, doing your job on hard mode because you don't know what these people want. You just met them, but you're going to do it. And what we, I did a, a country, right? I did a, like a pop thing with you. And then we did a classic soul and then the uh, boy band thing. And I try to go into every retreat, uh, with something new to learn. what do you think you learned this retreat? Um, I learned how to relax. Ooh. Um, <laughs> the first okay. three, I really tried to strengthen myself and this one. I needed to just, just write with people. So I just let go. Sarah, what'd you learn? I learned, I think, something similar to that. Um, I learned that the writing can just be for fun. Um, It doesn't have to be with the motivation of, like, this needs to be a perfect commercial song. This needs to be a cut. Um, Literally, my favorite song that I wrote on retreat started as a joke. Like, people kind of, I've been joking with people about how I'm getting into writing raps more. And they're like, well, we're just going to, we're going to throw you in on a rap and have you do that. And I was like, Haha. 
Okay. Not really though. Right. And then I was working and I speak Spanish as well. And so I was working with, um, a Michael Keyes, the country writer and, and artist and Danny G hip hop, pop writer and artist. And the three of us all very different. We're like, well, let's just like use all of our really different things together to just like do a song really quick, um, for fun. And so we got Michael doing the super country, deep, full voice choruses of this song. And then Danny rapping on the verses. And then I come in singing Spanish throughout. And it's just like explaining to people. I'm like, it's a country hip hop um, Spanish song. And they're like, what? Like, that doesn't sound like it would work. But we made it work, and it was so fun because we were just like, we're just going to do it for fun, and it's going to be weird, and we'll see what happens. And the hook is brilliant. The hook is two coronas getting warmer. Shout we're just two coronas getting warmer. I mean, it's a brilliant hook. Yeah. Michael really killed it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. When is that going to drop? Well, <laughs> um, as the lyricist, I have no power in that. I have no idea, but the other two boys are artists, so I'll I'll let them figure that out. Hopefully soon or at some point ever. You just I gotta press them a little bit, you know. <laughs> figure out some blackmail techniques, <laughs> something. <laughs> also dark. <laughs> Batman blackmailers. <laughs> really showing our true colors here. This is the darkest episode. <laughs> I think it should be your single. And I mm. think you should be a rapper. Oh, I would have to. I would have to work on that. I'm here for that plot twist. I love it. I, for, I wrote a rap for our co-writing championship that we did before. We did a different one outside of the retreat. Yeah, Adam, do you want to walk them through the co-writing championship so it makes sense that we're not just saying it? Yeah, <laughs> I feel like we've kept this in the dark. Um, so what this competition is is at around 8 p.m. We all get in a circle and we pass around these different hats. Um, these hats have the following, uh, one hat has the list of somebody on the retreat, um, the room that you will be writing in. And the first round will have a song hook title. And then, uh, the number of shots you will have to take is on a fun spin wheel. And that's just our own little flavor on it. <laughs> um, I'll just put her head in the couch. <laughs> so you can play the game without that added aspect, but, uh, you get a random person and the first round is getting this uh, title, and it has to be your hook. So you have to make a turn of phrase out of it, say it. That's what you're doing. Um, the room that you will be in has a designated instrument. You cannot trade that instrument, and that is what you will be writing on. I was lucky enough to get piano both times. But this is the first time I've ever, besides the first retreat, I think, gotten to write with a piano because I can't play guitar, my man. I can't I do it. I got guitar both times, too. I, am, I was lucky. You know what? That's great. I didn't have, I didn't have cajon. <laughs> I didn't have that. That would be fun. I always get the freaking ukulele. Uh-oh. <laughs> but um, then uh, the winners of that round go on to the championship, and it's two people. And then you go back and do the same process again, um, but this time with a song challenge. So your song has to be in 7-8. You have to only use descending melodies. Um, you can only do quarter notes, no breathing. Um, so the winners of those will also go to the finals, and then it's a four-person solo right. Uh, for the final round, and the losers get to make the loop and the song topic for that. <laughs> the losers, I, the I, bad bef- ones. Before you were talking, I was like, I was like, we need a a grand entrance for the recording championships. Like, 
the recording championship. We have a trophy too. We take oh, a, yes. I go to the liquor store and I buy a bottle of vodka and I spray paint it gold. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of like you guys' version of uh of what's that? It just just left me Goldschlager or something. Is that? Do you know what I'm talking about? The stuff no, that has that, like the little bits of gold in the bottom. Wait, now I do. Yeah. Have you not this? It's just, no. it's like vodka with just gold flakes in it. Yeah. It's super bougie, but really funny. Say, <laughs> really? Wait, that's hysterical. You need that, Autumn. I do need that. <laughs> but oh you God. had the spray painted version except for there's no gold flakes which is probably healthier for you probably cheaper too yes i don't know gold spray paint you know it's four dollars now at walmart it is really hard to spray paint a trophy (laughs) i don't think anybody appreciates the amount of effort that goes into it it's a 48 hour process also you have to like get out your id and show it to be able to buy the spray paint yeah like it's a so whole it's a process. It's a whole yeah. process. And plus, you look crazy. I got gold spray paint all over my washing machine. Oh, no. I didn't think it through first. <laughs> <laughs> Launch your crazy ideas and try to win. That's awesome. So when is the next one that people can know about? So Caitlin and I will be hosting the next one in February. I believe it's the second week of February. We are going to be renting out, I think, the most gorgeous cabin, at least indoors, the most gorgeous cabin that we've had. It has way more beds than we usually have. People usually end up having to pass out on the couch. But for the first time in forever, uh, we have an absolutely absurd amount of beds, which will be great. And uh, it'll also be our first all-pop retreat. And uh, we've never had more than one or two producers in the retreat, and this one will have three or four. So that'll also be exciting. I'll be there. Yep. Adam comes on every single one because he's a bro. So it'll be a good time. Because it's almost so we're just finishing out the final kinks. He's the producer Batman. He's got to show up every time. Can't do oh it without Batman. When you're in trouble, this. I'll be there. I'm Robin. You know, I just chill there and cheer. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely Robin. <laughs> <laughs> I've got real Tim Drake energy. <laughs> I, There's nothing wrong was, with Robin. I agree. It's fun. <laughs> then uh, Autumn and I are working on this big old project, and it's a musical. <laughs> yeah, we're working on a we're working on the first act for a musical right now, so that should be wrapped up by uh, in a couple weeks. Yeah, by the is first this, week of November. Is this like, an all like uh, brand new idea, or or am I? No, lying? we were contracted to write for it. Mm-hmm. So that uh, show will be going up in early 2020, and oh, wow. they'll be doing a, they'll be doing a national tour, so that's going to be pretty cool. That's that's amazing. Are, are you guys allowed to leak any um, information about it? We're actually not allowed to. Oh no! Well, should I delete that part then? That's no, okay. We're super excited. Um, but we we do it probably. I would say every day of all of September. We pretty much <laughs> we, we we haven't seen anybody for a month. No. Adam and I have been basically living together for a month. But you're, you, the work's going to pay off in 2020. So Absolutely. Amen. It's going to be really fun. Well, Adam, Sarah, and Autumn, thank you so much for being on the Sleep Nation podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you. And everyone, be sure, go check out all that stuff that they got going on. And 
Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. It was such an honor to be on your podcast again. It's always so great. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great night. Nice to meet you. You too.